This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Charity Stripe on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Straw. Pitcher free throws because they are free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander, Tossing the Rock, Disciples, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider, Daily <laughs> Strike. Wow. February 2nd, back 2023. On, back on the uncomfortable side of the couch. I'm sorry, dude. We'll, we'll, we'll rotate. Dude, I have back problems. Do you want the back pillow over here? I have back. We, I think we all have back problems. Mine are not great. You guys can have a competition over your back problems. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We'll do He's it holistic. off. holistic. <laughs> we'll do it off camera. Um... Look, Brady's my speaking of speaking of back problems. Guy, I don't think he has back problems. He's probably only forty some year old, you know, playing sports and playing sports without back problems. Brady retires yesterday. He's my favorite athlete, and I definitely, you know, want to give my two cents on what he's meant to me because I've the car ride over to work and everything. You, uh, you know, I've had a long in the shower, a long time to think about it. But I would love to hear from you guys because I've, you know, after living with you and you know being boys. Pretty much, uh, not in high school, but right. since then. Yeah. Uh, so you rock TB12 gear. He's played your Chargers a number of times, and so I'm sure you – I'm curious on your opinion. Yeah, I'd just love to hear your guys. <laughs> you rock TB12 gear. He does. You love TB12 gear. I used to have – used to have a bit. I don't know where that shirt went. I, I really like that shirt. You love that shirt. It was super comfortable, and now I'm like <laughs> thinking about, did someone steal it from me? Someone I take did it, George Saya. Probably, yeah, yeah. Our former roommate, big sneaky, big sneaky. Uh, big sneaky. Give me your take though on Brady, just in general, his career, but like how you feel about him. I mean, I don't really know what's left to be said at this point. I think we're all in agreement that he's the greatest quarterback of all time, probably the greatest football player of all time. Um, overcame, you know, crazy odds of being a six-round draft pick. Um, you know, won as many Super Bowls as you can really, really get i mean i don't think everyone's ever going to be able to catch him at any position so it's going to be it's interesting to see uh <laughs> what you think someone's gonna catch him. no to. come no, on no but i do think that the trajectory let's we don't need to talk about patrick mahomes but if he wins this second he's super bowl for him four years he's he's in a really good position to not or five beat tom brady because i think that that is just so much circumstantially has to happen right but to really get a lot of rings and accumulate almost five and at that point, the GOAT discussion, I think, will be in question, even though Tom will end up sure. with seven. There's a lot of football to be played, though. So much, happens. so much. But, yeah, I mean, at this point, I don't really know what's left to be said besides it was a really nice retirement video that he put out on mm-hmm. social media. He called himself out for blowing it his first time. He goes, you really only get one opportunity to write a big, long period. He's like kind of funny. No, it was funny. It was funny. It, it looked like it was from the heart. So yeah. I, I respect that. But I think this is for real. Oh, yeah. I kind of... After 
all is said and done now. I actually think <laughs> that I kind of liked how it played out because it made it made me feel like this moment, the moment on the beach where he is just talking to the camera and it's windy was even more real than what we got last year, which was more of like the performative saying goodbye, the long-winded right. message to football, to the Bucks, where it was like kind of open-ended. You're definitely retiring from the Bucks, but are you retiring from football? And then you remember everyone was like, oh, it's because he's going to another team, et cetera. He ends up running it back with the Bucks, of course. Um, I also like it just because the Cowboys absolutely trounced them in his last <laughs> game as a football player. <laughs> but no, I, I think his last and final words um, – in retiring was really beautiful. It was really, it was really special. And it was like, yeah. I, I never liked, I, I never liked rooting for him. Mm. I always rooted I a, against I him. I did a couple of times. I found myself rooting for him like later in life when, you know, he was really going for like those last couple of championships. When he's driving against the Falcons and there's like all of yeah. a sudden a shot where this team could come back from 28 to three, you're rooting for him. For me, as a guy, I mean, come on! You want Matt Ryan and the Falcons to win one? They, to my me, dad's from, my dad's from Atlanta. Yes, yeah, I did. True. Objectively, your I, boys I, are from Atlanta. Yeah, I, I'm a Patriots fan. Objectively, I think the one that's pretty interesting to me also was the Seahawks one. People look at the Malcolm Butler interception when they don't run with Marshawn Lynch, but they don't think of the catch to get there. It's a huge gain of catch, and it's it's like Tom Brady. You see him on the bench. He's like, oh my god. Not again, not like another Mario Manningham type, David Tyree type <laughs> situation where he's sitting there going, these catches, these big game catches at the end of the game to like, you know, slip through my fingers where I'm sitting on the bench and I can't do anything. It's really remarkable, um, you know, to look all, all the crazy points that Edelman catch. So many insane moments, good and bad, uh, in Tom's career. And that's like a beauty. I mean, the whole thing has been, the NFL has been scripted this week, right? But if you look at it from like a movie standpoint and not 80 for Brady, which you know, I guess. Well, let's say coincidence that that comes out in a day. Just literally the flip the page on his next act. He went through so many roles, you know, in his career. He was the underdog in 199. He was the villainous, you know, winner. The guy we um, people love to root against, you know, the Patriots, the evil empire, like, you know, kind of mirroring like what the Yankees were uh, in the 90s. Then it became the comeback kid like versus the Falcons. Then it became his quest to be viewed as the standalone goat, you know, the voyager into the unknown, the guy who ended on a perfect storybook ending, but then decided to come back and then make it not perfect, which makes it almost like really akin to real life. Like that's what it was. It was so his ending was so human last year. It was almost so above football this year. It was kind of like just one of the guys. Peyton's ending, Lawrence Taylor on a podcast, on Behind the Mask, he, it always has stuck with me. His quote was, I'm bigger than the Giants, you know, I'm bigger than football, I'm the best, like, all right, good luck without me after I retire. And he's like, the craziest thing was, there was a game next Sunday. Like, it always goes on. It's going to go on. We talk about Patrick Mahomes. Will he get to the to the number Brady does? I don't know. Because there was times when Brady was undefeated and he still lost. Like, to get to, like, two is crazy. Like, Rodgers is still stuck at one. Rivers, you're a fan of Rivers, Nick. He's all time. He never got any. Ryan, we brought up. Well, we don't know what will happen with Dak. But Romo was a great quarterback, never got one. To get to two is crazy. So, we'll see what Mahomes, you know, can do. Um, Five AFC championships in a row. He's amazed. I mean, no, I, 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 he but, still only has one. That's what, right, right. It's hard but, it is. It's hard it is. You have to 
do that, to be considered an all-time great. And that's what Brady was able to do and execute, not only to get to the AFC Championship, but then to win that and to win seven Super Bowls. I mean, it's incredible. In the 2000s, there's, what, only four quarterbacks that have won multiple Super Bowls? Brady, both Mannings, and Roethlisberger? Big Ben, yeah. Is that it, right? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, we talk about a basketball a lot, but if you go to a football stance, oh, you you can't win with this guy. How many guys can you really win with? Like, not that like like a few consistently. guys. Is it consistent? Exactly, consistently, not that many. It's I I'm really starting to feel it, and it's no knock against Mac. And I don't know, Mahomes has Andy Reid, but how long? Because I think it's going to go to Benyemi. I think Benyemi will get the job. I think that's he's not going to take the Arizona job. That job stinks. He's going to wait till Andy Reid retires. If Andy Reid wins this, he could go off into the sunset. It could be Eric's job, and he could ride off with Pat Mahomes, and then we'll see what happens. But, yes, Brady got the last laugh on Bill winning in Tampa Bay, but Bill's defenses were massive parts of Brady. We talk about it all the time, yeah. massive parts of the success. Brady still has every record in the book, though. He's amazing. He's the best. Uh, they were a great pairing. You know, that it, like There's so many things that go into it, but I'm really starting to feel the effects of Tom Brady's greatness. And again, no knock against Mac. We still, the jury's still out on him, but it's a really empty hole in your fanhood. Like losing somebody like that, and now feeling the real effects a yeah, few man, years later. I feel really bad for you. I you I don't feel bad for <laughs> me, but I feel like it really has set in over the past couple seasons. And now that it's all said and done with Tom, and like the two percent milk of like, oh, he's coming back to the Patriots, and that's kaput. It's over. Like it. He's You'll gonna, never get that. I'll never, ma- get, I'll never experience this again. Massive deal waiting for him at Fox Sports. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. So I'd be lucky to get one with Tatum and Brown for the Celtics. Realistically, yeah. What What do you What do you guys think about his deal? Which, like you said, it's massive, huge price tag, and he could end up making a lot of money if he saw out that entire deal, right, and the extent of it with the years and everything. How long do we really think he's going to do that for? I mean, how long? How old Aikman? Like, why not? I mean, I don't. No, I just I don't see I, him getting into coaching. I don't think that's going to be a thing. It's, I th- it's more so my curiosity of like, what else does Tom Brady want to do? Yeah, well, I think for that, like, if you're in the broadcast booth, like, you're really only your your job is only during the season, right? Sure. Like, as an NFL player, like, there's no off season. You got to continue to train. You got to you know continue like check the playbook. You know, work out. But with broadcasting, like, you go to your game if for Fox once a week. You know, they're not, it's not like he's calling Major League Baseball games or NBA games. Like, yeah. once a week, he's got a game, and that's it. He gets to spend time with his family. You know, I mean, that's what? Do other projects. 18, 18 games in a regular season, right? Just yeah. out of 18 weeks out of the year, give or take the playoffs. Like, yeah. he's fine. And I think he's probably going to end up, you know, settling down in a place where he can also get into production. You know, I mean, he's got his, he's got his production company. Like, this is another angle he's got tb12 yep right he's had all this though and i i know but i think he can even like don't you believe that the the brady like apparel brand could become it could become jordan like the yes like the biggest in the united states from a Uh, sports apparel athleisure type i don't think it would get to that level just because of the fact that like i think there's a certain like there's a certain culture that basketball has that football will never have where like you can wear Jordan's basketball shoes that he wore on the court outside just you know rocking it yeah yeah I, I can go to, I can go to I, dinner with those point. on yeah I, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I don't know if it could be the biggest I mean for an individual maybe 
I don't know who else is out there. It's not like I mean the basketball players have sneakers. Yeah, it's not as if LeBron has his own like real like clothing like like the the LJ or the the, the King James clothing. It's like TB12 has the clothing yeah, line, and, the apparel right. line. And Jordan also has like the backing of Nike as well. Like TB12 is just TB12. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. it's a it's, and, until players start wearing the gear like on the field. Yeah, then I'm, I, you're gonna I'm also trouble. interested just like in the whole like health standpoint of yeah. things, right? Like his work that he's done uh, on himself with Alex Guerrero for such a long time, like. AJ working on physical health stuff with with athletes and like where that can kind of go. I'm just interested to see. And I feel like he's the type of guy, you know, RIP Kobe, but like they both have such a big and voracious appetite to do things, to be the masters of their craft, like to make an impact. They care about legacy. Like, I just feel like he doesn't seem like the type of guy to me that's just going to sit in a booth and half-ass things for tw- well, just sit in a booth for twenty-five well, years he, and just do that. The whole game's changed. It's not as if it's a Clyde Frazier who calls nicknames. It's not as if it's an Aikman who I brought up, where it wasn't as open-ended for not just athletes for anybody to be doing multiple things. Right. Think about us, even as people, like what we do. We host, we produce, we do, we we do a bunch of stuff. Where we do, we could do a bunch of different, a bevy of different jobs, and we are doing it all the time. And you, a lot of times, people think it's like one track minded, and I don't think he'll be in the booth because he hasn't been his whole time. I actually heard C.J. McCollum really talking about how diverse his life is with what he's interested in, with what he does outside of playing basketball, like, you know, hosting his own show, all his financial diver, you know, diversity. Uh, for these guys, it's not as one-track minded. So I agree with you. I don't think he'll be in the booth solely. I think that'll be just a part of one of the things he does. Has Brady been on SNL? Has he's he hosted have. SNL? Uh, he's got to have. I think. Maybe I mean, early 2000s. I think when you're talking about Kobe, like it's that mom of mentality. Brady also has his own mentality as well, right? Yeah. And he's gonna he's gonna put that into everything he does, not just broadcasting, not just playing football. He's gonna go out and try to dominate in something else out there. And honestly, the most likely scenario is production, right, or something to do with the TB12 brand. So I I don't think that this is the end of you know seeing Tom Brady in the spotlight. Obviously, I think he's gonna be at the forefront of sports for a very long time. Uh, yeah. Switching gears really quickly. I, I don't know if you want to keep on talking about you know your mans over here, but I'm good. I'm good. Done. Two big Did coaching you? hires. I don't. I couldn't see it. Okay. Two Sorry. two really big coaching hires. Domino effect. Sean Payton gets hired by the Broncos. D'Amico Ryan's gets hired by the Texans. Broncos wanted D'Amico Ryan's uh, initially. That was his guy, mm-hmm. and or that was their guy. He d- turned it down. Wanted to go to Houston, which I think is the better move for him, right? get more draft capital kind of have like your entire organization to build you don't have to answer to russell wilson who has his own office uh sean payton goes to denver and denver has to give up their first round pick this year and their second round pick next year to new orleans for sean payton and then their third round pick so like a lot of moving parts here but basically denver's given up picks and they already really didn't have draft capital to begin with because they got russell wilson um some people were saying this makes him a playoff team. I don't see it. I don't think this is a really good opportunity for, for Sean Payton. I think he could have been, you know, gone elsewhere. But um, happy for D'Amico. I think he much deserved that job. He really took over that 49ers defense and just dominated and proved that he's a top-level defensive coordinator. I really hope it works out for him. You agreed on all, every front. I'll go – we'll start to start with the Broncos job. To me, I – 
get Sean Payton wanted to get back into coaching. He himself is the legend. He's like got the teacher's tenure. He's got the pedigree of being Sean Payton. When you're rebuilding a team, which don't get it twisted, the Denver Broncos stunk last year and needed to rebuild in some capacity, whether it was front office, coaching staff. They fired their head coach like you know during his first season, really. So it was a complete disaster by all accounts and purposes for Denver. When you're rebuilding, you need draft capital and you need money. Right now, the Broncos have neither. neither. So already off to a bad start. And they, let's be honest, they have pieces. If he can resurrect Russell Wilson, great. Then we're sitting here going, okay, their offense is good. Yep. Patrick Sertan is a top one, maybe, cornerback in the, in the league. He could be the best corner in the league on any given Sunday. Good receiving core. Their team is solid. But if you're talking about a playoff team, and this is what I was saying with the Raiders when they got Devontae Adams. You have to be better than the Chiefs. You have to be better than the Chargers, who maybe they looked at their available coaches and went, okay, the only guy we'll really want is Sean Payton. But I'd rather run it with a new offensive coordinator in Staley, who's gotten us to the playoffs and, you know, gotten us the second round of the playoffs. And not give up a pick. Or sorry, gotten us to the playoffs. And you don't have to give up a pick, which they, they still need. They're not better than the Chargers still. So they're still the third best team to me until we have to see what they do in free agency how contracts can be restructured, because I think Russ should restructure his, and how what they can do, if anything, in the draft. Do they trade Judy? Do they make moves and try to get some draft capital back? But the Denver situation, to me, is very shaky. And D'Amico going to Houston, it's not. I'm not saying it's a great job because they fired back-to-back guys after their first season. They have the draft capital. They, they could take a, a quarterback. They don't. They've got the number two pick, and they have the number twelve, 12 pick like or something. They should I mean, take two defensive play. I would honestly. I would probably trade back from the number two. And if, look, you're not great next year, you're not going to get fired after one season. I, they know they're in rebuild mode. If you're not great next year, you can take Caleb Williams. Yeah. I, I, 100%. I, I tend to – I mean, I agree. I think D'Amico is in a good position. I think that City is a – I think he's a good fit, and he he's, he's a – He played there. He played there. He's a tough dude, like – if he can bring that toughness from the defense when when they were at their best, I know they had Deshaun Watson, but and he was playing football much better than he did this past year for the Browns. But their defense was the identity of that team for a while. Savage. I mean, for for a while, JJ Watt. J, like, yeah, I was about to say he was in that. D'Amico played on that team with JJ Watt, Brian Cushing, you know, uh, Glover Quinn, Williams, Jonathan Joseph. Like they had a really solid. Who was the linebacker that was uh, just? A, just a Cushing. beast. No, 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 no. Not They've had guy, uh, Merciless. Whitney, Whitney Merciless to Illinois. Yeah. yeah. Beondrick McKinney. Like, they've had uh, Jadavion Clowney. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's a franchise where they've had really good defensive. Williams, obviously, again, like I said. The, the and you have Derek Stingley, who you drafted last year. Who's a stud. You have uh, Jalen Petrie at Baylor, who at least can get, turn the ball over. Like, you Look, know. you're going to get your pick of either Will Anderson or Jalen Carter if you want them. It, in my mind, what I and would do— And then you could sit and wait and say, okay, if I'm at 12 and like Levis or Richardson's still available, sure, let's give it a shot. Yeah. I don't know if Levis will be there. I don't know if— Honestly, I don't know if either of those guys I don't know if either of those guys will be there. So we're thinking four quarterbacks get taken in the top 10 this year? Because I don't think this is that talented of a class. But the dude, like, I would, yeah, I'm with you, but people like to, they go, okay, the it's most a, expensive a, position is quarterback. Yeah. Let's take a flyer on one of these guys. If he is good, we get a first-round pick. We could keep him for a fifth year, and we'll take a flyer on him, and then we'll try to put pieces around him and see what we, excuse me, see what we can do. I'm with you. 
when it, after Young and Stroud, like I'm not down to hang my hat on one of these guys, especially if I'm in a position to get a Jalen Carter or Will Anderson Jr. So I, if the Bears don't trade their pick, I could be interested in trading with the Colts from the Texans. Which, which it came out today that they are going to look to shop that pick. That pick's gone. The Bears. Yeah. yeah. So the Bears are going to move that pick. All right. Best case scenario for Houston. Best case scenario. They don't like the Colts. I, I would be shocked. It's really going to move. To, they're either going to flop with Houston, like in Houston goes to one. The Bears could then go to four and still get Carter, Anderson Jr., right, unless the Texans take one. Or they can go, all right, we're going to balk on one of these two defensive players, get as much as we can from the Falcons, the Panthers, the Commanders, one of these teams that are kind of later on in the draft, which is – it's crazy to say, and like we've had people say Carter and Anderson are day one. You know, they could be pro bowlers day one. You don't know. I'd rather get as many draft picks and, as, and fleece as many teams, fleece somebody as much as possible, mm-hmm. and, and, and trust my front office to make something happen. And then if you're the Texans, if the Bears move back far enough, you could kind of dangle the carrot in front of the Colts, be like, don't lose out on your, your guy because the Cardinals will move too. Yep. And then you're moving back, getting picks, and still getting Will Anderson Jr. or Jalen Carter. I do, I want to say though, Talking about the Sean Payton hire in this Broncos team, I think unfairly you said you have to be better than the Chiefs. Well, the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, so no one's better than them right now. Yeah, no. Okay. But you ha- yeah, the, no, one of the teams you have to be better than. What do you mean you have to be better than? You have to be better than the team that's in the Super Bowl? That's All right, like, fine. You have to be better than the Chargers. Do you, though? That's My question is, do you have to be better than the Chargers? Because you look at the AFC South, right? The Colts are picking in the top five. Stink. Yep. The Jags playoffs should win that division. Fine. The Titans in a pretty pretty bad position. <laughs> Same thing with the Texans, <laughs> right? Then you go to the AFC North. What if Lamar Jackson is no longer wearing the Ravens black and purple next year? Fine. The Browns were not good. Okay. The Bengals sh- should. I think we'd say they'll yep. win the division next year, or at least like they would. They'll be, pro- they'll be projected. Tomlin to. keeps doing it. Tomlin, yeah, and the Pittsburgh Steelers like. How, they have they have moves to make. They have to get a lot better too. As it stands right now, are you more confident in the Steelers or the Broncos making the playoffs? Steelers, the Steelers. But I also we just watched a guy, a, a head coach, get fired in his first season. Like this guy was the conductor of the train, and he derailed the train within like ten feet Fine. of it's, leaving the station. I, I just don't like, think it's just that though. It's like there's a lot of problems just within the organization in general. You have like, to play well, the how about the fact that they were twice. In, they a team that not a lot of people talked about were very unhealthy this season. They lost their star running back in the, in the second week of the season. This guy, if he's healthy, like is projected to be one of the best playmaking running backs in the NFL. Like we have to see him come back. Sean Payton is an offensive minded guy. Like he should be able to enact things out of Russell Wilson that we, we didn't get to see this past year and a change of scenery for Russell Wilson who played his entire career with Pete Carroll, who is a, excellent head coach and I think we kind of took that for granted not to say that Russell Wilson's not talented and he can't do things on his own but it's an adjustment period there's an adjustment period like I, I'm just and like he's Dolphins. not he's not an old guy yeah and then the then the uh, AFC East you'd expect the Bills to win next year let's see like what's going on with Tua and his he's concussions back. of course if he's back Jets were they not should bad. they should be the second best team in that division what I think the Jets, Jets weren't bad and what if they get Rodgers I'm just saying, like, I don't think it's out of the question for them to make the playoffs as the third team in this division. And it's not like the Chargers won 12 games this season. They won 11. 
They did win 11. <laughs> I, look, I, I could be here in a year and be like, okay, the Broncos were way better than I thought. I don't know. I know they shot. gave up draft capital, but like, this is a this is a coach who won a Super Bowl, and like, we don't feel the same way about him that we do about the Cowboys, Mike McCarthy, right? No, like, I love Sean Payton. He's a great coach. I just got to see it because I'm all of a sudden. I really think, but where did their their former look? Head D'Amico Ryan's has never been a head coach. Before. I want to say that this isn't a bad move for Denver, in my opinion. It's a bad move for Sean Payton because Denver's going out and getting the best guy possible they can get. They're like, okay, whatever, no more first year head coach. Like, let's go out and get the proven winner, Sean Payton, the guy who wants to coach here. Yeah. But for him, this is going to be a very uphill battle just no draft capital like you said no money so like what you're doing with your roster you gotta get creative you gotta like work with what you got honestly and like it's not the worst roster in the league like they have a lot of talent as we're saying better than the raiders yeah i mean they don't have a quarterback right now yeah a team who played pretty darn well on defense this past year and their offense was abysmal so i think their defense did not get enough credit because they actually were in a decent amount of games defense is good yeah, so they have good defense, and if you bring Sean Payton in, and he can I, turn things around offensively with offensive personnel who we kind of like. Yep. I just they're to me right now the third best team in their division, and it's just not a. It's a very uphill battle. They've it's made a, a lot. Of, a, they've made a lot of bad trades. They, it's a major uphill battle when you're the third best team in your division, and I'm looking at the Nathaniel Hackett, their former head coach. He's on the Jets now. He's the offensive coordinator, and say what you will about him as a head coach. Great, he was great a, offensive coordinator. He was, he was excellent in Green Bay. Water. And he was excellent in Green Bay with Rodgers, who went back-to-back MVPs. Rodgers, in my mind, and you talk about a, a group of guys I love, if everyone's healthy, and for the for Gang Green, I love Brees Hall more than I like Javonta Williams. I like Garrett Wilson as much, if not more, than I like anybody in Denver. Well, ju- I, I like Brees Hall too, but we only saw him play like six games. Yeah, we've He's seen also more come of Javonta- back from an injury too. Yeah, the, we've seen the more they both do. in the pros. Yeah, I think I think the saying outright <laughs> that Brees Hall is like, I'm not saying that he's not going to be better than Javante okay. Williams, but I just, I, at full health, I like Brees Hall. Okay, I think that's like you can't really say that yet. Okay, we'll see. I don't I, I don't know, Nick. What do you think? You think there's real grounds to say that at this point? I think too small of a sample size. Okay, yeah. and they're I'll both back off they both have injury I'll history, so it's not saying he can't be better because okay. I I like Brees Hall. Too. I'll back off in that case, but I. To me, I think it's a very. I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. I, I I like the Ryan's hire. I think we all like the Ryan's hire and the so fit. It's, it seems like a great fit. Yeah, yeah. And Frank Reich, Panthers, like, all right, cool. We'll see what. Yeah, happens. I mean, you like, you love when a guy goes back and coaches the team he played for. So yeah, and yeah. you kind of feel like the Texans have become the Browns of six, seven years ago, where it's like we're kind of tired of seeing them being the one of the worst teams in the NFL yeah. year and year over out. It. I'm over it. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say the give worst, it to the Patriots. Worst job. The Cardinals. Cardinals. That job sucks. Yeah, it's terrible. Wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. All right, we'll see you guys next time on the Daily Stripe. We'll have Vernon Davis as a guest. Yes, Former will. 49er. Very exciting stuff. Fisher, Disopolis, Snacks, Kreider, Reppin, Calidad, Beer. Daily Stripe, February 2nd, 
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.